0: Boz, how are you, man? What's up? You know, I'm fantastic, Pat. It is spring here in Tennessee in full bloom. Weather's warming up. I'm actually a little freaked out about that because my garage is uninsulated and it is my workspace and my air conditioning unit that I'm going to put in the window has not arrived yet. So I'm a little bit in panic mode, but it's not that bad yet. Yeah. So I'm getting I, close. I, yeah.
1: I hope that arrives quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But I am. I am doing great. I wish I could say that in Washington State here, we're done with the rain because spring is coming, but we're not done with the rain yet. But we're getting more good days than we have in a while. So hey, the glass is half Closer, full. We got a really cool question for today that both you and I know the question and the topic, but I haven't heard your response nor you mine. So it'll be cool to get these at first exposure. But before we do that, I got to give you a little um, comment that came into BTWB via email, wasn't posted on the YouTube channel. I think you'll. I think this will fire you up.
0: Okay, in not a good sure, way or a bad way? In a good way, Com- in a good way. A combative way or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm not sure as we do this episode today, what episode this will be, but it won't be too far from this one. This okay. was in reference to very not random number 56 that we did, which was a question from the community. <clears throat> and the title was, at what age should you not do a one rep max? Oh, deadlift? that was a great,
0: yeah, great yeah, conversation. I really
1: enjoyed that one. Yep. So, um, Michael L wrote into BTWB and said, "I turned seventy three in December of two thousand and twenty one. I still work on increasing my max deadlift." Right now it's at 371
0: pounds. That is awesome. At 73 uh, I, years old. I love it. I love it. This, he said, I mean, he said yes, his goal has, his goal good. is 405. God, this is so good. <laughs> This that you're absolutely correct. This fires me up and and lights a candle under my butt because my deadlift is not amazing. (laughs) Never has been. And I've been fully neglecting it. So that on a personal level, thanks for that, because that is uh, giving me a swift kick. Yeah, I will say on a wider lens, I say this all the time. I'm like, hey, you're 20 something years old and you're fit and you think you're you're hot stuff. Great, you should be. <laughs> you should be. You should, you should be. be. You've got yep. no excuses. You're young, you know, you've you've had uh, you know, the 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 benefits that comes without having enough time to really live in dysfunction that long. So you should be. But man, you're in your fifties, sixties, seventies, and beyond, and you're still getting after it and you're still challenging yourself that way. I mean, that is the business as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So tip of the cap, sir, that is 73
1: years old. And he just finishes up the Love email it. says loves BTWB and that he developed a strong back from years as a young adult
0: rowing on crew. Boom. There it is. Yep. Good for him. Hey, you know, just I will say haven't, up. haven't worked with some rowers, people that row on a uh, high level or competitive level, they are beasts. It is a no joke sport the capacity that Agreed. those athletes have is out of control so anyway some,
1: some head-to-toe strength and some pain yep. tolerance Oof, yep that's uh, you've got me off track it's not my fault these uh <laughs> there's a fantastic boat a, a fantastic book called the boys in the boat mm-hmm. which is yeah. about rowing at the at the collegiate level and it's just saying anyway, book. So, phenomenal anyway, books okay we're back on we're back on track now so again somebody said in a previous episode this should be called patent laws go down rabbit holes. So that's already happening. I'm good with it. I say we run with it. So here's, (laughs) here's a great question that again, was not left in the comment section on the BTWB YouTube channel. And it was done intentionally because this individual said he would prefer to remain anonymous. Okay. Because I'm going to go ahead and read into this because he believes there's some stigma potentially negative no. stigma attached to his question so i will respect your wishes sir and your remaining anonymous but here's your question how do you know when it's time to quit crossfit or at least take an extended break i've been at it for several years but i've become somewhat burned out jaded injured etc i like the methodology but well, would also like a chance to try other things at least
0: for a while. Thank you very much. There, I, I mean, we have it. I understand the reservation to to put that out there, um, especially because, as we all know, CrossFit is a cult, and the cult <laughs> right. behavior will just pull you right back in. So, you know, right there makes sense,
1: understandable.
0: Uh, yeah, but more seriously, I think this individual has answered their own question. Frankly. If you're feeling burned out, jaded, et cetera, et cetera, then yeah, I think it is time to take a bit of a breather. And that to me holds true for almost anything in life. You know, this idea that you just need to grind through something um, often doesn't seem to be the best approach for for most scenarios in life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, yeah, there's there's something to be said for hard work, there's something to be said for a certain level of um, discipline when things aren't always rosy. But this is different in my opinion. If you're on that trajectory already where you're like, I'm not enjoying this day to day, all you're going to do is start to dig the rut that no matter what you do, it's going to be negatively associated. And that's not good, especially when you're talking about something that is so powerful as the lever of activity. You know, like Mm -hmm. you really have, in my opinion, like uh, only a handful of really big levers to make a, a real difference in your lifestyle. What you do physically is one of them. Diet is obviously another one. And there's a couple other big ones, you know, like how, how much you allow yourself to get lifestyle stress in the mix, Mm -hmm. how you sleep, stuff like that. But anyway, that's, that's a whole other tangent. So if you have that big lever of activity and it is further and further and further associated with something negative, you got to figure that out. And if that means you got to step away for a little bit and figure out what it is, that's going to fire you back up to get in there and, and, you know, like we said right. earlier, really challenge yourself and continue to pursue something of that nature late in life, and it that's the right move. It's
1: it's that easy. It can be hard enough to walk into the garage on a good day sure. under normal circumstances. Now, if you're starting to dread it, that's a ticking time bomb right there. That's yep. that's not going to be met with long term success, in my opinion. I've got. Several thoughts on the matter, maybe some of which Me will too. spark more conversation on, on, on your end as well. When I first read the question, first of all, my short answer, when is the time to quit or take an extended break from CrossFit? My short answer is anytime you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it, it's this is a voluntary program. And if if you're not enjoying it and having fun, it's going to end one way or another maybe ending yeah. it on your terms uh, is is a good thing to do so that's my short answer my longer answer has you know other different um you know facets to it you know if you if you will and that's you're saying that you're thinking about quitting or taking a, an extended break from crossfit and then i would say to you or to this individual like in your mind what is CrossFit? Like, what is this thing that mm. you plan on taking a break from? Like, what is this thing that is not bringing joy into your life? And here's a a story that is, is true. It's potentially childish and sarcastic, but it's also true and illustrative to some degree. And since I, and also I find it entertaining. There was, you know, <laughs> back in the day, the, you know, it wasn't uncommon at level one seminars. You have some military people in the seminar And depending upon what military base you were at, CrossFit was either warmly received or it was the work of the devil and you were not allowed to do it. Well, I remember hearing a story from a military member in one of the groups. It was like, it's it's nuts. Like banned on our base. Can't do it. You walk into the base gym, big sign that says no CrossFit. And this guy was, you know, CrossFit through and through and just couldn't help himself. You know, so he walks in, you know, walks up to the... Person sitting behind the desk, he's like, "No CrossFit, huh?" And they're like, "Nope, can't do it." He's like, "All right, no problem. Do you mind if I go for a run on the treadmill?" They're like, "No, sure, of course." He's like, "Oh, great. I might do some back squats. Is that cool?" And they're like, "Yeah, of course you can." He's like, "What if I'm in the corner and I hit some burpees in the corner?" They're like, "Have at it." He's like, "What are you banning then? What is it? All of those things are CrossFit. So, can you explain to me?" What is it that I'm not allowed to do? And of course, as childish as that is to, to paint the poor manager into a corner, you know, but point sure. being, what exactly what exactly is it in your mind when you say to yourself, this is CrossFit, this is not making me happy. And I would say what I think that gym manager or that military base member, you know, had in their mind was that CrossFit was somebody like flailing around on a pull-up bar like a lunatic and moving weights in some sort of reckless and potentially injurious fashion. And in my humble opinion, well, that's not that's not CrossFit. You know. So if that's what you're looking to walk away from, and I'm not saying that was this person's thing, but I'm saying you have to define it. Maybe you weren't doing what I think of in my mind when I envision what CrossFit is, because if I was having an experience, like the person who wrote in, if I was having an experience in my life that had me feeling, as they say, burned out, jaded, and injured, you can be darn Mm. sure I'd be walking away from that experience too. So I think there's an interesting question to getting down to what is this person doing on a daily basis that has led them to be burned out has led them to be potentially injured and jaded. So that's, you know, and
0: and it'd be useful to have them here, but I think that's something they need to roll around in their head. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, kind of few layers in that. Yes, the recipe is what's going to really make the difference, in my opinion. So are we talking about this, this individual's training six days a week and they're just feeling beat up and smashed by it? I mean, that could be an mm-hmm. easy an easy dial back. Hey, let's just cut you back to like three days a week for a little while and see how you're feeling with that and do something else on your off days. Um, is it, you know, the way I'm training, I'm so wrapped up into this concept of, I have to always be, attra- uh, excuse me, attacking my weaknesses to the point where right. everything I experience in the gym, I'm just not great at and I'm it's not just, looking forward to it. Frustration I mean, they, after yeah,
1: frustration. Exactly
0: maybe the solution is, hey, you know what? For the next, who knows how long, let's just hit some wheelhouse workouts that you enjoy. Pick, the, pick your favorite movements, put them together, just hammer those and-, and Put on the you know, playlist that makes you smile yeah, and works in strengths. There, there, are some, there are plenty of ways to get really fit. Maybe not optimally fit, maybe not as broad as you right. could be if you're including some of these weaknesses that, that you wanna shore up or whatever, but like, there's still plenty of meat on the bone to just stick to some favorites for a while. Mm-hmm. Side note, total side note. I was listening to uh, ACDC at the gym. I, I wasn't, <laughs> it was on at the gym. And I'm like, ah, this is like greatest workout music ever. It's up there. <laughs> and uh, it reminded me of, uh, of, I think it was, I'm gonna butcher it now. Oh, uh, I think it was Angus, the, one of the original singer from ACDC. Mm-hmm. It's a famous quote of his, somebody will have to look it up and correct me. And he said, "Hey." I resent the fact that people think we have 11 albums that all sound the same. We've got 12. (laughs) I think that's that's really great. (laughs) That's great. I I digress. (laughs) But hey, take the ACDC approach to your workouts. You're like, hey, write down the pipe, man. It's just going to be kind of similar for a while. Nothing wrong with that if that's what's going to get you out of the rut.
1: Yep, agreed. And you know, getting back to if I was able to speak to this individual, see what they have going on, and see... Are they doing crossfit wrong? That's not the right phraseology that I'm looking for. But but you know, looking at it like a crime scene and trying to figure out what happened and follow the clues would be super useful, right? Because maybe this person just they really know what it is. They're doing it perfectly. I'd have nothing to say and they just decided it I just don't like it. I just prefer running and rather than just be a trail runner. Yeah. Rock on. You know, go go have yeah. a blast. But some things that I certainly have done wrong in my CrossFit journey that have had me bump into phases of burnout or whatever you want to be that maybe other people are doing as well and could be useful for this individual or other people is, you know, if you're smoking yourself every day with maximal intensity, I lived that life for a while. That is not CrossFit in my understanding of it. Now, intensity is wonderful, but intensity does not mean Maximal 100% every day. That's why we have the concept of relative intensity, or I don't think you're going to get met with long-term success if every day yeah. is pegged at 99 to 100.
0: Well, and how many people can truly keep that up for any meaningful right. amount of time? Uh, it's, right. Yeah. It's I pretty would say self-regulating, but yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I would say other potential culprits are uh, and this might be wandering into Pat's personal opinion uh, territory, but so but so be it. You know, if, if you're lifting heavy every single solitary day and then feeling some compulsion to do yet another workout that you think you have to hit with this level of intensity, uh, again, it's, maybe it depends on the individual, but for long-term success, I don't think that's going to treat most people's psyche well, their knees back and shoulders well, uh, their recovery well. And quite frankly, I don't think it's what's going to get most people fit most of the time. And so everything about that for most individuals, I think, is going to leave you potentially
0: burned out and jaded. Yeah. And I think yeah, that is sadly common. I agree. I think there's definitely a volume trap that people start to fall into um, after they've been doing CrossFit for a while. They think, okay, I've been seeing some progress. This is going great. But you know what would be better? More. More more would be better. And so they start doing more and they're still in this zone where they are continuing to make progress and they attribute that to the more as opposed to some of the other factors that are maybe more influential in, in what's pushing the needle. And you know, when progress starts to stall off, you go back to that well of more. You think, oh, well, mm-hmm. I, when I increase my volume, I, got, I continued to see progress. So I should probably just keep doing that. Until eventually you get to this point where you're you're working so hard so often and you've convinced yourself that the only way forward is to continue adding on. And at that point, it becomes an impossible task because you think, well, I've already filled up my options for how much I can train and how hard I can train. If I cannot turn that dial up any further, how am I possibly going to progress? And that's when you can see a lot of people start to get frustrated and, and you know, forget that the answer often is hey man sometimes dialing back and really like you're saying swing for the fences a couple of times a week volume drops to support that that can really break you out of a rut uh when you when you've seen some of those uh you know plateaus and performance um but but i, I kind of want to change the conversation please I see, I see you got something there
1: no i just had a, you a, want a, to go? i just had a uh an old anecdote story that you know, I guess I can't confirm it, but I've heard it several times, so I'm going to say it yeah. as if it was true. Of the Perfect. whole "more is better" thing, of old school beast Greg Edmondson, yeah. and you know, just a ferocious animal of fitness, and one of the individuals that hooked me on CrossFit back in the and day still, when I was when I was watching him. Oh, Greg yes. is
0: still a beast,
1: <laughs> yes. And I heard a conversation of that he had, from what I heard, with Greg Glassmer. He's like, "Look, Greg, I'm doing." this workout every day and it works amazing. It gets me so fit. If I do two of them, it should, <laughs> it should, spin. right. Basically. And, <laughs> and Greg, instead of having a long conversation about why it wasn't a good idea, just was like, yeah, you should try that.
0: <laughs> just, <laughs> see. Get back to me in six right. weeks. We'll talk in a uh, bit. So yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to shift a little bit and talk about, Goals. And, hmm. you know, there are categories of physical goals where they're specific. You know, you want to get a little stronger or faster. There's a particular workout time that you're, you're chasing. Cool. And then there's the bigger picture goal of, you know, I'll give you a personal one. I want to remain, I, this is the phrase, I want to be cogent and dangerous until they put me into the ground. Like that's, right. that's what I'm aiming at, you know? I like it. And whatever means are going to get me there is part of that goal. And so if we're talking specific goals, those don't have to be set for life. People forget that, you know, like I don't Mm -hmm. have to be chasing, you know, this total fitness or an aspect of that forever. It's okay to have ebbs and flows within that bigger picture framework of I want to remain physical and healthy. And in fact, it's totally natural. You see it happen all the time where people get involved in something like CrossFit. It introduces them to a bunch of different modes of training that they hadn't been exposed to in the past. Next thing you know, they fall in love with one aspect of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm a power lifter now. And you're like, cool, yep. great. Run with that. And I will say that many, many times when you see that happen, people go off, they have this little jag with whatever it is that they're uh, interested in. They, they have some success with that or not. They enjoy the process. They train like that for sometimes years, and then they come back and they're like, "Yeah, it was great." However, I could feel the limitation of my physicality. It was only able to be expressed in this one way, and I want something greater. Oh, cool. So cer- the goal sh- certainly heard those stories. Yeah. So the goal shifts back. Fine. You know, I don't think people need to have any sort of uh, self-judgment around that when they're experiencing one of those times where their interest has just wandered to something else. Like, who cares? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And people get really weird about kind of permissioning themselves to just go with it. Um, you want so to go play with, play with
1: kettlebells for three months? Go Absolutely. play with Absolutely.
0: Go for it, yeah. Come back and, and figure out what you learned from that and, and have a blast. So yeah, goals do not have to be set for life. You, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a goal and either getting to it or abandoning it or whatever and shifting to something else that, keeps you in the game
1: you know you mentioned which happens so regularly that dive into crossfit we do so many different things that you may find this love for powerlifting or certainly you you you'll have known people that fell in love with olympic lifting and they're certainly just now more leaning towards that i'm going to be an olympic lifter and those seem to be the very popular ones isn't it strange that nobody gets into cross and says, I'm dedicating my life to 800 meter repeats. I just haven't heard, <laughs> I haven't heard
0: anyone uh, kind of latch I'm, onto that yeah, one. I'm just, I'm in it for the 2K row repeats. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> no one goes down that path. It's always the squat yeah. and dead. Uh, you know, another thing which might help this individual, you know, burned out, jaded, et cetera, you know, we could dissect each one of those in different ways and i think we've touched on some of them that uh, burnout just could be too much pressure on yourself you know trying to just go bonkers every single day that you're in the gym like anyone not giving yourself rest days always trying to just hammer these weaknesses and it's frustrating like any of those things could lead to burnout for sure the injured part you know i'm not exactly sure why this individual Mm. became injured but it, it could be compounded from all of those factors that we just said right there I don't know if there was this uh pressure or need to you know keep up with the crazy weights that you see on social media maybe you're pr- pushing yourself too quickly and that doesn't lead to you know where your body needs to be I, I will say or like I said cross it's not just flailing around like a, a like a crazy person recklessly with weights that's not what it should be at all what I have found to this day keeps me I lose interest in things. Like that 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 happens. And and I am shocked that I'm still doing CrossFit, whatever it is, 16 or 17 years later, because uh that just never happened with any of my physical training mm-hmm. before. There would be stints where I was really dedicated and yeah. two weeks, three weeks went by, I haven't been to the gym, then I'm back at it hardcore for two months, then you know, four weeks went by, and then I'm in it for six months, whatever. The run that I've had um is unprecedented and and I think. I may have come close with this individual's experience a couple of times, but luckily I was surrounded with people who are probably smarter than me that that helped me do things better or, or get on a more intelligent course and one of the things that I've embraced only recently in the last probably just a couple of years and I've mentioned some previous shows, but it might be beneficial here is I give myself full authority at least once a week I do not run the clock when I work out and mm-hmm. As somebody with with my background, just for the CrossFit nerds in the audience, love the nerds, I'm one of you. I understand the value of measurement, the value of the clock. Trust me, I do. I also understand the value of making certain decisions so that I'm still doing this 10 years from now. And and that ability to just say, hey, there's no pressure on this. I'm going to go out into the garage. I'm going to just do the workout at whatever pace feels appropriate today especially if it's a repeat benchmark. You know, if it's a new workout, mm-hmm. you know, you get a little, little wiggle room as to where you think you're going to finish. But if you're doing Helen for the 28th time and and I just don't run the clock, there's something rather freeing about that. And I don't yep. know where I finished based upon the other one, but I went for a run, swang the kettlebell, did some pull-ups, fitness was achieved, life is good, my psyche feels good. And now the next day, I'm excited to walk into the gym again. And so little things like that might be something this person could play with that just gives yourself just a little vacation mentally from some of the pressure that maybe you've unnecessarily been putting on yourself because every single thing is documented and there can be this, well, it wasn't as good as it was last time. And I got to push harder, even though I'm tired. And you start to spiral into some place that I don't think is going to serve you well long term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I think it's important to get stoked and stay stoked. And, you you know, you're not going to have every day being just like the most gung-ho. I mean, we're all human. You're going to have a range there, sure. But like you said, you got to stack the deck in your favor sometimes. And, um, you know, it's important that when you have control over those variables, that you do make the good choice so that you do remain at least giving yourself the opportunity to to stay stoked about what you're doing. So yep. yeah, I, I think that's like fundamentally important. And I think what's interesting too, about uh, kind of putting the spotlight back on you for a second, Pat, is, you know, you are really good about both ends of that spectrum in the sense that, you know, you staunchly adhere to this one workout with a good effort is more than enough to drive your fitness. Like that's kind of the underpinning of a lot of what you do. And I think that's great. Um, and then this whole idea of I have a workout that's basically a freebie. I still come in and do the work, but I don't have any pressure around it. I don't. I don't start the clock. Mm. That's tempered with, hey, I have one workout a week that I, I dedicate to really hitting it hard. Right. And I think that's that's something that is such a simple. Maybe this is kind of off topic a little bit as far as you know um, fighting burnout, but I think it's a great example broadly of knowing yourself enough to figure out what do I need to be able to balance my consistent long-term application of this with, um, you know, what am I going to need to really continue to see progress mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody's, everybody's got to evaluate themselves and ask those questions as their training continues. You're going to have to ask yourself, and and you know, it'll change at different stages of life. Absolutely, yes. There'll be there'll be times where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to run through a brick wall every single day, and that period of life, you know, <laughs> will be good for a time. I've been but there, that, yes, <laughs> but yeah, but that will change. It will change, and there's nothing wrong when that changes. You just have to recognize it, reevaluate, and then make some other decisions. And who knows? I mean, you could be, you it could put you in a better spot than you were when you thought you had to run through the brick walls. Yes. And, you know,
1: some of my closing thoughts on this are getting near closing is piggybacking on that, 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 you know, we we touched on there's the definition of CrossFit, right, that you adhere to level one. And then there was my anecdotal one of the military member talking to the gym clerk as to well, how do you define CrossFit. And it, it could be a little bit something different for everybody. And it also could ebb and flow a bit at different phases of your life. And that's okay. And, you know, I I think as the decades tick by, I know that what I do for quote unquote CrossFit is going to change and evolve. You know, when I'm in my Mm -hmm. 50s, 60s or 70s, I hope to be like that gentleman that we heard that's still pulling a deadlift in the 70s for sure. absolutely. And and if if we distill CrossFit down into three things being functional movements, intensity and variance, uh, my goal is to maintain uh, maintain those to some degree as the decades progress. My, my decision as I stand here to want to still embrace functional movements, as you said, was it dangerous and what you want to be? Cogent. Right. Functional movements are what's going to serve me, to prepare me for life, to keep me out of an assisted home, which I have no desire to go to. So I can see those remaining in my stable. I'm familiar that. Intensity to some degree, you know, maybe not a covering yourself in kerosene and striking a match level, but you know, <laughs> to some degree of intensity of getting the old heart rate pumping and you know the breathing going, that's going to serve me well at whatever stage in my life I'm at. And then, you know, uh, variance in 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 an appropriate fashion for whatever it is, like those things will serve me well. But but I bet they're gonna there's going to be this ebb and flow as decades go by, and that's going to keep me from not getting burned out is allowing myself to mold it a little bit like clay and not have it be this rigid thing that the second I deviate from it I feel like I'm not doing crossfit anymore. And yeah. I remember having some conversations uh with Glassman and he was um, you know kind of experimenting in his mind especially with the uh classes we used to have with the uh the older individuals Mm-hmm. Of what CrossFit would look like at the very, very later stages of life. And it was wildly different than probably what most people watching this show are, show do every day. Is his vision was, well, at that age, you just want to basically not be sedentary because most of your life at that age is spent in some sort of sedentary position. We're not going to set mm-hmm. these people on fire with intensity. That doesn't make any sense. They're probably not going to be touching huge external loading. So it would be, Instead of one intense workout a day, so to speak, it would be maybe two or three or four 10-minute sessions broken up over mm-hmm. the course of the day. So the volume is a bit, a bit higher. Let's get off the couch every two hours and move for 10 minutes. And even just doing that, it might be a, an assisted walking lunge, might be going down to the floor, might be going up and down some steps, might be some whatever it happens to be, picking some things up off the ground but we're just going to keep the old body moving. And we're going to try to do functional movements to the best of our ability, because that's just going to keep you living on your own. And even just doing these, will provide it an adequate level of intensity, but breaking it up over the course of the day at that stage in life mm-hmm. might be more appropriate. Well, that's still this nebulous thing that's tough to define called CrossFit. We're just going to allow it to meet us at whatever stage in life we happen to be at. Are you at the, like you said, just burn it down one day Man. every day you go in with intensity to crazy 23-year-old? Or are you 73? You know, it just, it just depends. But hopefully all of us are finding a way to give ourselves the best, highest quality of life for as long as possible. And that you're probably going to do well with functional movements, a bit of intensity and and varying them in an intelligent manner. So I think that's kind of my yeah. final thought there.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go back. You addressed it a little bit already, but the, this injury thing too. And mm. I I think it's worth noting that if you're hurt, well, and let's back up. You know, like I've, I have enough experience where I've worked through injuries. Um, and if you're in the game long enough, you're going to have to work through an injury, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's an injury you you incurred by training. But you're going to step off the curb, funny. You're going to, you know, you're going to be out doing something recreationally and you're going to get messed up. Like life is not going to be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got a little rain that falls uh, on the old body, so to speak. And so, you know, the longer that you're in the game physically doing things, it's a reality that you're going to have to be prepared for. When you are in the throes of an acute injury, meaning it's recent Or uh, I guess even if it's chronic and it's been bothering you for a while, like it can really cloud your perspective on a lot of things. And it's really important to reframe your goals and your mindset when you are coming back from an injured state. You cannot be comparing what you're doing now to what you were doing pre-injury Until that is resolved to a point that it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. And if you are viewing things through that lens, it is a downward spiral that you will always end up in a negative headspace about, and it will always demoralize you, and it will always make the little things seem like they're a bigger deal. So that's one thing that I think has to be addressed on its own. If you're hurt, you've got to come up with a plan, and part of that plan has to be removing the mindset of trying to compare yourself to what was possible even maybe just a couple of days ago or a week ago. And it's not to say that you won't get back there. That's fine. You can, you can, you know, in most cases. But you have to give yourself a new goal that deals with the reality as it is right now and allows you to move forward so that you can get back to that. If you just keep bashing your head against the wall, thinking, man, why can't I do this yet? Well, it's gonna be this endless cycle of frustration and, and nobody thrives there, nobody, so... Just just a note on that. What's that old saying? this comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. I think yeah, both was, to
1: yourself and, yeah. and externally, right? I think so. that was, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was Walter Sochak, but it was uh, somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> somebody, absolutely. Somebody could post in the comments who actually uh, said that. But I, I definitely I,
0: Walter Sochak. <laughs> I, uh,
1: uh, I think that's all I've got for that, to be honest with you. Anything,
0: any stone you feel we left unturned? No, I feel. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's that. I I hope that, um, you know, this this person can uh, get the fire reignited and uh, and get their head in the game. Yep. One hundred percent.
1: So as always, keep the questions coming. Absolutely. Absolutely love them. We love uh, trying to help everybody out. Well, now, you know what Adrian and I think about this. What do all of you think? I find that quite fascinating. We absolutely read the comments. So as I always say, if you're listening to this in audio format, we certainly appreciate that. You can't post comments anywhere. So go to the BTWB YouTube channel, go to the Very Not Random playlist, find this episode and post your thoughts on on the same topic. You know, what would you have given for advice? What's worked for you in the past? Have you felt burned out, jaded the whole nine yards? How did you deal with it? And then do you have a topic or question for a future show? We'd love to hear from you. So for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time.